0: Are you seeking a better way to accelerate your sales, to scale your business, to live a life with no limits? Accelerate Sales Podcast features global experts who have cracked the code to recurring revenues with proven sales systems and get you on the fast track to scaling. Now let's accelerate your sales with today's episode.
1: Hi, I'm Paul Higgins and welcome to the Accelerate Sales Podcast, episode number 423. You're gonna learn three key things From our guests today one is youtube and more importantly what you do on youtube how you start what the format is and also how you use it to build your list and also build your bank account the next is how your platform that you sell could integrate with airtable and the third thing is how you or your clients could use it and uh yeah it's uh it's a Fantastic examples uh, are given. Uh, if you're first time, uh, please subscribe if you love what you hear. If you're a regular, welcome those reviews. You can get the show notes summaries on what you're listening to. There's a full, um, more detailed summary at paulhegansmentoring.com, and you can always ask for the transcript as well. And before we go in and talk to Gareth, I'd like to thank our sponsors. The first one is the Cloud Consultants Collective, it's a peer minded. Community where we help each other out as cloud consultants. You can find out more at cloudconsultantscollective.com and it is free. And Send Spark is a wonderful video platform that helps you better engage to share you as the face of your business. And you can get six months for free by going to Paul HigginsMentoring.com forward slash send spark. And that'll be in the show notes. So our guest today is Gareth. Pronovost. He's a leading consultant and influencer in the no-code software space. Uh, He's got an amazing YouTube channel, as I've said, produces weekly content, and it really demonstrates how you use Airtable, Zapier, Make, and others. And he's grown his company now to serve thousands of clients by education, but also he does a lot of um, work with consulting and also custom projects. And he's also uh, envisions the future of work which we are all empowered to build smarter systems, support our work that will allow us to reclaim our personal time and stay more organized. Don't we all need that in our lives? So what I'll do now is hand you over to Gareth Pronovost from Gap Consulting. Gareth, great to have you here.
2: Oh, thank you so much, Paul. I'm looking forward to this.
1: Yeah, same here. I've been following your work for a long time. Uh, You've got a a fantastic YouTube channel that uh, often duck in and watch as a Airtable user but um, today we're here to talk about more than that and uh, why don't we just sort of kick off to give everyone a flavor for what you do is you know who you love to work with and what are some of the problems you solve for them
2: oh this this answer to this question has evolved so much just over the last few uh, months it used to be that we targeted predominantly the small to medium business that needed to improve their systems uh, and I'm sure a lot of folks can relate to this because I know when I started my business, I felt like my own systems weren't really in place and I overworked, right? I put in way more hours than I needed to because things weren't, you know, properly organized and, uh, and properly automating in the background. And so those are the folks that we help. The reason I say that this is evolving though, is because as Airtable, uh, the soft, one of the softwares that we use, uh, most predominantly, is growing and attracting new users Uh, we're starting to find more and more enterprise level clients fortune 100 companies coming in and saying we need to roll this out to a team of thousands so it's a really fun space to be in but we help everybody uh, in terms of size the the key thing for us is that our clients want to improve systems
1: yeah, great. And, and just sort of give us—I uh, don't know if you can give us an example. Don't have to use names, but what would an enterprise client typically ask you to do? As a, you know, if there is a typical project.
2: Yeah, well, the fun thing about Airtable and any relational database is you can build it to be whatever you want. So it's like a box of Lego in in a sense, right? You can tweak it and create whatever you can imagine. Um, generally when these enterprise style or enterprise level clients are coming to us, it's almost always a department within the organization that has a specific broken process that they can't figure out. So, um, you know, just communicating information downstream from, you know, from wherever its source of origin is, or its origin is. And, and as people work on that information throughout the process of, of whatever this is, stuff is getting lost right? People are dropping balls. Um, I remember when, you know, before I used relational databases in my work, uh, spreadsheets were kind of my go-to and, you know, we, I think a lot of folks can relate to that. And the problem there is if you have a local, you know, version of a spreadsheet on your desktop or on your laptop, uh, you might be making changes. Other people might not be seeing them. Even if, uh, you know, you are doing it properly in the cloud on, let's say Google sheets or something. Uh, there are limitations to the tool and it's not not as robust as the database. So this is where I think a lot of those enterprise clients come in. And I contrast that though to the small to medium business client that we get to work with where we can literally build an entire app for these folks that runs their business. Um, One one client that we're working with right now, and I don't mind talking about them because it's my wife's business, is um, uh, a dog grooming business. She has a mobile dog grooming, uh, several trucks that go around the area and um, you you make an appointment in advance the groomer shows up and everything is handled there and it's nice and stress free this entire the entire software that we that is being built at uh, the back end engine of it is an airtable database and then we layer other tools on top of it which we can talk about um, that that basically make an app out of you know without a, a, with only a few lines of code in her case but usually with no code at all Yes. And it costs a fraction of what it would cost if you hired developers to build just an app from scratch.
1: You know. Yeah, that's brilliant. I must admit that's uh, changed our life. We used to take our dog down to the, um, you know, the local groomer, and she uh-huh. knew the the route. So or the route. Uh, depends where you are in the world, but yes, you know, you, as soon as you got on that particular street, she would be hysterical, and the whole time, and you know, they'd all say, "Oh, she's a lovely dog, but she's you know so, so hard to deal with." Now, someone comes to her house, uh, but the other day, she's she's walked down the hallway. We've got a, quite a, a long hallway. She's seen the guy's face, and she stopped. The tails dropped, and then she slowly oh, no. turned around. Head in the other direction, but
2: this is—it's funny you bring that up because these are things I didn't know about before I had some disposable income. You know, when I was working in a corporate job and I was just kind of making ends meet, uh, I would have never had you know the funds to say, "Yeah, let's spend three hundred dollars to have somebody come out and groom the dog." But at you know, in some ways, I think her business is uh, is something we realized was an opportunity because of successes that we've had in other areas you know so it's it's fun how you're able to to level up like that in life but yeah that's a different yeah. topic
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah great but it, look it's a brilliant service and uh, i'm sure a few treats and uh, the fact that she's not far from home is definitely helped but it's not about my dog it's about you today so as far as you know um the sales process so like you said you're focused mainly on smb you've still got some of those but you've enterprise what what sort of What's changed in your sales process uh, between an enterprise client and an SMB, or maybe nothing's changed?
2: Our sales process has stayed the same. What has changed is the evolving relationship we have with the software itself. So Airtable is at a position now where they are embracing the community that is built up around it, uh, the community of consultants of which we are a member. Prior to this, and this is a recent development in the last year or so, prior to this, uh, it's almost like we succeeded in spite of Airtable, not because of, of them. Um, not that it's their job to help us at all, right? Our It's our business to manage our own business as consultants. But there was no interaction with Airtable, with the team, nothing. Um, it's only been in, in the last year, as I said, that this is starting to change. And it's very exciting because... It's a huge opportunity. Um, you know, an introduction to a Fortune 100 company can produce hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of revenue. You work with one team, you do a good job. There are thousands of teams within the organization. And, you know, this thing can can really snowball if if you know what you're doing. So we've had great success with that. And in fact, I suspect we're going to close another two enterprise accounts here in the next, you know, 60
1: days, uh, which is incredibly exciting for us. Brilliant. and and could you see that um you know one of the reasons that you went with Airtable was it because you could foresee that that's the way they were going get to go or is it just <laughs> that's the way they've gone. Gosh, I wish I could uh pretend to be that smart Paul. <laughs> but <laughs> this
2: was a happy accident. Um gosh, the truth of it is, you know, I found Airtable some 4 years ago or so and I thought there's no way that this can do everything I can imagine. There's no way I could do this thing. Let me see if I can break it. Like, I'm going to try and, and see where its limitations are. And I kept going further than I thought I could go. And that just made me say, I've got to share this with the world. And uh, and so that's kind of been our approach. Not to, not to get too far off topic there, but our approach has always been, let's educate people about what this can do. And certainly a small percentage, it, it can be a tiny percent. It could be 1%. It could be less than 1% but they will have a need to hire us they'll say gosh either this is really cool what you just showed me but I don't have the patience to do it or I've, I you know I love your work and I just love to hire you guys whatever the case may be that was the premise that we established this company on some you know four years ago or so and it's uh, it's worked quite well.
1: Yeah, And, and as far as the um, air table you know like uh, I don't know, how many roughly how many partners are there in the ecosystem at the moment?
2: Well, they're beta testing this uh, ecosystem for consultants right now. Uh, in the greater ecosystem, I'd say there are probably hundreds, uh, maybe maybe not quite hundreds, but dozens. Yeah. Um, in the private ecosystem, which is being beta tested by Airtable, I think there's probably about two dozen or thereabouts.
1: Yeah, Brilliant. great. So you're a big fish in a small pond, which is always... Always uh, good. and and how are they making decisions as to who which which accounts get allocated to which partners?
2: Yeah, great question that i I probably would like a little more transparency on. Um, so at this point, it seems to be folks that uh, we've built a relationship with in so each uh, enterprise account has a representative inside of Airtable that advocates for them. Yes. And there's now a head of partnership inside of Airtable. My suspicion is that the uh, the representative on the account brings it to the head of partnership and says what partners would be a good fit. And, and then introductions go from there. I'm sure all the partners have some different strengths and weaknesses, you know, um, that Airtable is uh, probably more considerate about than than we are. Uh at our from our perspective, we have more work than we can possibly accomplish. We're we seem to be in a perpetual cycle of hiring more people. So if we lose out on one account, it's honestly
1: it's not the end of the world. We're we're doing pretty well anyway. Yeah, look that that's a brilliant place to be in, and uh, we'll talk about team in a moment. But just on the, uh, do they competitively uh, pitch you as a partner, or if you're you're allocated, you're the only person in the in the in the line?
2: We've seen both. Um, we were introduced to a partner that was considering a couple of different options, and then we also just had a personalized introduction that uh in fact uh Airtable said that, you know these enterprise licenses are quite massive uh seven to eight figure deals that that these enterprise uh clients are signing with Airtable as a software and uh in one case, I think they had a allo- uh, they'd allocated some credits and said, you know certain amount of any money you need for consulting, we're going to cover. So in fact, we're expecting to invoice Airtable for that particular client and they named us specifically. So we've seen a little bit of everything. I think it's still so early in the development of this program that uh, we need to
1: be flexible and we'll we'll just see how it evolves. But uh, it's been a fun ride. Yeah, that's it's brilliant, right? And you've got to ride that wave while it's there. But I know you've also been great in generating your own own leads, and that's through, you know, as you said, education and YouTube. Just tell us a little bit why, you know, why you, you know, when you started YouTube, why you started, and what's it sort of done for your for your business oh. as far as leads. I can't say enough good things about YouTube. It's it's an amazing tool,
2: um, and I personally never looked at myself and thought I would want to be, you know, micro famous <laughs> or you know have a, a the status of influencer, which I. Uh, really oppose, but you know, it's just it's sometimes slapped on you without your permission. Um, listen, this all started because I I thought Airtable was an incredible tool, and I looked online for help, and I didn't see things that that were easily accessible that I could just get in and roll up my sleeves with. And I was definitely thoughtful of the fact that this could be a a, a marketing strategy. I was not ever expecting it to be as successful as it was. So I've, over the years, cultivated a very specific style to our videos and a very specific framework. Um, so anybody listening who's considering YouTube, uh, I this is my own personal framework that I happily share, but I would, I would say, you know, take it, take what you like from it and tweak it and make it yours. The most interesting thing to me is that most YouTubers, are looking for influencer status. And I have 20,000 subscribers now on our channel. I couldn't care less about how many subscribers we have. (laughs) I care way more about how many people take the next step with us, which is get on our email list. And so we have a free offer. So my goal in every video, the framework is a very quick intro hook. Then I share my logo reveal with you so that you remember my company. In fact, my hat, which I'm wearing right now, has my logo on it, and I'm wearing this in every single video as well so that people remember that logo. Then from there, um, I really quickly advertise whatever opt-in I have that makes sense for the topic of the video. So let's suppose we're talking about automation. I would tell you, hey, I've got this great automation webinar. It's going to teach you the fundamentals. You can check it out and down, or, you know get access here. And when you go there, you're going to have to provide your email address. That matters way more to me than subscribers on YouTube, how many likes I have on the platform, all of that stuff. So the thing I find interesting about most folks on YouTube or, or influencers in, in general, they don't advocate for themselves. they'll they look for ad money. They'll say, you know they, how many dollars am I producing in YouTube advertising dollars? Who cares? It's pennies, right? Yes, <laughs> it's yes. pennies. You, know, you turn those people into leads that you can have that you can engage in your system with automated email funnels, you build it once, right? And, uh, and it continues to work in the background for you. And, you know, one sale is going to eclipse (laughs) all of those advertising dollars, you know, don't be silly. It's just, it's an interesting perspective that people get in that influencer mindset, I think, but I use YouTube to run a business. And so I don't really care too much about ads. I care way more about you
1: taking the next step with us. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So you've got the intro, the logo, then you've got the opt-in. Then, then what comes after that?
2: Then, and this should all happen for me within a minute to a minute and a half. Yeah. After that, we're launching into the actual video itself. Um, one thing that I do. So in our videos, we're always talking about software. How do you do something in Airtable? How do you do something in Zapier? How do you, you know, create something in software? So they're always looking at screen shares for the most part. There's always an element of here, I'm clicking here and I'm writing a formula or building an automation. One thing I think really is really important here in the meat of the, the video, the actual video topic itself, I personally think it's important to keep your face on the screen because you're building a relationship with the person who is watching this. And I've had people leave comments on our YouTube channel before and say, hey, um, it's not that you're a bad looking guy, but uh, you know, get rid of that thing. I don't need it. And uh, I've always ignored those comments because for me personally, it's really important that we're establishing the no like trust factor, right? And this is how you scale with YouTube. And um, if people are going to want to work with us in the future, they have to recognize me and say, oh, that guy's helped me before, you know, he's helped me for free. He's never asked for anything. And now that I have this complicated project that might cost $6,000, who else am I going to hire? Well, him, his firm, yes. because he's done this for me already.
1: Yes, yes.
2: Brilliant. And uh, so, so you've got... And then... Oh, so sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, No, you go. Next. We solve the problem, whatever the, the topic is, right? Yeah. And then at the very end, there's a quick outro. Um, and it's pre-recorded. It's the same one every time uh, where I say, hey, please uh, subscribe to this channel if you found this valuable. Um I I know I said, I don't care about subscribers. I do a little bit, but it's not my number one metric. Um, so, you know, please subscribe if you found this valuable so that we can show up in your news, in your feed again in the future. And, uh, here's some ways that we can help if you're ever looking for some help. And then we talk about a few different services, provide links, the end, get out of there. Uh, and of course with YouTube, it allows you to also do some end screen stuff. So you can put up, uh, you know, click this video, which might be something else you want to watch. So obviously YouTube's goal is to keep people engaged on YouTube. Our goal is to keep them engaged with our content on YouTube until they're ready to engage with our other content on our site.
1: So, and and like how much time a week are you spending on on YouTube? Oh, So now that I have an assistant, thank goodness for him, (laughs) Um, about
2: two hours a week is my personal commitment. Uh, it used
1: to be about five. Right. Okay. So you started with more now, you, you're getting better and better at it. So it's it's less. And and if someone like you're sitting here listening to Gareth and you're thinking, I know this works, you know, I've got, um, you know, Paul Miners in in our community, uh, right. he, he's done a brilliant job in his field, which is more Asana, pipe drive, et cetera. Um, but it works really well. But most people are like, I don't look great at the camera, you know, I'd rather jump out of the building than, than, than YouTube, (laughs) Uh, you know, yeah. What, what can you say to, to, to someone watching right now or listening now with that mindset, how did, how did you, you know, what was your trick in, in overcoming that? Cause I'm sure you had some doubts to begin with.
2: Oh my gosh. So many doubts and every single video that I did in the first year, if I go back and watch it, it's cringeworthy now, (laughs) right. For so many reasons. One, I wasn't taking care of my health and I feel like I didn't look good. So, you know, I, I feel like I wasn't looking my best. Uh, Number two, um, my editing was awful. Like it's just awful. (laughs) In fact, I think at one point I had a a fracture in my camera lens that, you know, kind of made a sun glare. And so it's like this ghostly apparition, like (laughs) moving on the screen for like six months worth of videos. Uh, So anyway, anybody listening who's, who's thinking, I know that I should do this, or I hear people tell me I should, but I just, I can't bring myself to do it. I would simply say, everybody I know who has a YouTube channel that's, that's doing well today felt that way in the beginning. So you're in great company. The trick is to just take the first step and to acknowledge that your first 20 attempts are not going to be good. And that's okay, because it's the 21st attempt that matters, right? I liken this to working out. You know, if you make a commitment to you, say, Hey, I'm, I'm going to start uh, exercising, you are going to lift weights today or go for a run today or whatever it is. You're not going to see immediate results tomorrow, right? But 30 days from now, after you've practiced this for a while, you're going to be faster, you're going to be stronger, and you're going to start seeing, uh, you know, the improvements that you're looking for. It's the same really with anything in life. You don't get it right first time out the gate, allow yourself some grace and and just know that it's not going to be perfect and that's not the point the point is that you try
1: it's spot on and like you said if there's a gap in the market so if no one's doing it well in the platform that you're representing right you've only got to be better than 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 that right you don't have to oh, be yeah. the best and you know i think we all do it but we go and see these people that you know it's their living to do youtube and it looks all fantastic like pat flynn as an example oh, yeah. you know it looks amazing like you said you've I think a lot of people think about them, right? It's But it's your audience. Like you said, it's like, what can I do to help the audience? And therefore, it's not about you, it's about them. And if you can get to the them part and worry less about you, you know, I was the same with podcasts. Like if you're new to to listening to me, you know, go back and listen to the first few. It wasn't even branded this I um, you know, wasn't branded sales accelerator or accelerate sales, I should say, uh, in the first place. And yeah, it, you know, mm-hmm. I was mumbling and couldn't get my words right and all, all of that, right? So yeah, everyone goes on that journey. But I, I think it's an incredible, you know, for the members of our community, the Cloud Consultants Collective, the ones that are doing YouTube are doing exceptionally well because you said it before, like Airtable are going through a great rise at the moment. But what happens if they change strategy? Someone new comes in, whatever. I don't think you can ever be beholden to your, to your partner we were and we had 80 leads turn off overnight right Ooh. so we we were complacent the leads were coming in it was a beautiful thing they changed strategy and then all of a sudden bang so i think it's really important to have your own asset and it doesn't have to be youtube per se it could be a podcast it's just something that is educating that creates that that uh, point of difference. And and just quickly on the video part, if you go to Paul Higginsmentoring.com forward slash video, I've got all of the setup that I use. It's not overly expensive, but it's all there, the lighting, everything. And it's all attainable in a week. And um, you know, if the equipment is what's um you know, one of the reasons that you're not doing it, that can be easily solved. So you've got this list, right? Which is great. You're getting people from YouTube onto your list. What are you doing with the list? You know, how often are you sending emails? What's in them? Love to know a little bit about that.
2: Well, we're currently revamping what this, our email funnel looks like. Um, Historically, what we've done is, um, you know, cultivated new leads, provided value in whatever lead magnet they signed up for followed up on the lead magnet a couple of days later, Hey, did you get a chance to watch the training or blah blah blah? And then send you know, a case study here. Here's somebody who implemented this successfully, uh, some things of that nature. And then historically, what we've done at this point is then talk about our course. Nice. And the reason for that was our course is a high profit margin item and it it's easily scalable within our organization. If you buy my course, the marginal cost to me to produce that course or to provide that course is zero. (laughs) So please buy it. And, and, you know, it's, it's wonderful. Right. Um, but what we're finding as we evolve more into working with larger clients is fewer people want to learn how to do it themselves and more people want us to just do it for them. For this reason, we're slightly tweaking the sales funnel or the, the email funnel. And, uh, I don't have any numbers for you yet because it's, this is still in progress, but what we're going to be sharing now in place of the course is effectively a way to educate people about our services. And we're doing it in a way that I hope is not, I, I've always resisted being a direct sales yes. approach. I don't want to hit somebody over the head with a hammer and say, buy this thing. Yes. Um, it's just never resonated with me as a person. And so what instead we're doing is talking about the adoption life cycle. When you, the client, start to use a new tool, what are the phases that you go through? And so we're talking about those phases and how can we help if you get stuck at any point in this process? Oh, Gap Consulting has a service for that. We either have a course to help you train your team or we can build it for you or whatever the case may be. So like I said, we don't have any any data to uh, to go back and tell you how it's working, but it sounds good in concept. So stay tuned.
1: <laughs> right. So so if I take it right, that's sort of your nurture sequence, which like you exactly. said. Exactly. Yeah, you're twisting. What about um ongoing? Are you sending, you know, weekly emails, et cetera. Absolutely what's the format.
2: Weekly emails, very simple and very quick and to the point. It's yeah. just new content. So this is a North Star metric for us is providing. Quality content every Monday. If we are missing that mark, something is is a is awry. Um, I say that having just I think in the four years we've done this, I think we might have missed three or four Mondays. One of them I was ill. One of them my daughter was born. <laughs> so these are these are big deals, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so this is very important to us that we that we get those out. And the reason for that is YouTube rewards consistency. So we want to stay top of mind for anybody on YouTube. Um, but also we want to make it as hard as possible for our competition to keep up. Uh, so we want to make sure that we are the go-to source for all of these things on YouTube. Yeah. Brilliant. And uh, yeah. So, so every Monday we send out a new video, uh, we, we produce a new video, and then we send out an email to our list. And the most important thing, if anybody uh, has a list that they email weekly, we see sales happen on Monday in courses, in people requesting to meet with us, just from that touch point. And it's, an, again, another non-pushy way that we ask for sales is in my email signature. Every Monday, it says, so there's all the value in the email, plus a video and all of this. Go to the, go here to watch the full you know, version. And then the bottom, it says, P.S., when you're ready, here are, here are a few ways that we can help you. And it lists out a few of our different services with links to the appropriate parts on our site and i didn't always include this but once i started including it oh my goodness even monday mornings are my favorite time of day cuz i'm not even sending out a sales email right and all of a sudden sales start happening and it's just the best yes. thing ever
1: yeah that's brilliant and 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 um you know i think it's a good to do that on your normal email signature as well right because you just never know the when someone is ready to buy, right? There's what three yeah. percent of people, as a rough rule of thumb, are ready to buy right now. But you know, you still got to nurture the ninety-seven, which I think you do exceptionally well. And um, you know, we talked a little bit at the top around uh, Zapier. You know, you sort of mentioned uh, ind- integrations. Uh, you know, what are some of the common platforms that Airtable works really well with? Um, you know, is there any that sort of come to mind for maybe you're a partner and you're thinking? I love what Gareth's talking about. I've got a gap in this relational database, but I don't know if it were Airtable would work well with what i'm what I'm uh, consulting and selling to. So yeah, um, give us some thoughts there. Definitely.
2: So I think of the full suite of tools here, at least from our perspective, full suite of tools is Airtable as the data. This is where we you know keep the stuff, keep the information, Zapier or make formerly Integramat, uh, yeah. you know to to move that data around right? So it, we have, nobody works in just one system. So yeah, we, we talk about Airtable being a single source of truth, but you've got to get information from other systems, right? Uh, and then we also build in Softer and Stacker, which are front-end solutions, which allow our users to create portals so that their team, their clients, their stakeholders can access data, but only limited data. Because when you share Airtable, you're sharing the whole thing. And so, Stacker and Softer are excellent tools as well that integrate beautifully. Now, that said, we touch all kinds of different tools out there. I mean, any no code tool that integrates with Zapier, there's a good use case that you're going to want to store information back in Airtable at some point. Uh, And the reason for that is, you know, I use Stripe to to do our uh, payment, you know, invoicing and and whatnot. Yes. I don't like to log into Stripe. I'd much rather log into one place where are all my projects? Is that invoice paid and see if it's paid in my system? Not in, I don't have to go into Stripe to find out, right? Yes. And so that's why, you know, we talk about Airtable as that single source of truth where we can see from all the different systems, we get all the information consolidated. So if you're building in DocuPilot, if you're building with Calendly, if you're, you know, using any of those scheduling apps, any kind of payment processing, any kind of accounting, all of those tools, you know, if you like them siloed, great. But if you want to kind of, build a, a place where they can all work together, Airtable is going to gel really well with that.
1: Yeah, and and let's say at the moment you've got a sales CRM that's your single source of truth. For example, we use copper. That's where I want all of the information, and then we disperse it out. So does Airtable, um, would Airtable become the single source and then the information's pushed into copper, or like how, how would that work? And I say copper could be HubSpot, Pipedrive, any of the sales CRMs.
2: Yeah, so Airtable can work as your CRM if you choose to build to use it as one. Uh, so you could essentially eliminate the need for a CRM, or you can work with it uh, in in parallel, right? So uh, your your sales team can work in PipeDrive, Copper, what have you, uh, to nurture leads and all of that, and then maybe at a certain point, the the uh, the contact information is brought out of Copper like when you actually kick off a project or when you're ready to start an onboarding process. So Airtable is excellent. Airtable excels when you have another tool that it has boundaries that you can't get it to do this extra thing you want. Maybe you want to send out a work agreement for signature and create an invoice and attach it to that work agreement and make sure that, you know, this all gets done before you move on with this client. But maybe your CRM doesn't integrate well with, you know, whatever DocuSign or or whatever tool. No problem. Bring that bring that onboarding process into Airtable, and it's going to talk
1: to all those other tools. Yeah, brilliant. Well, look, you know, you can find out more about what Gareth's doing at Gap Consulting. Uh, it's a dot com. Is that right?
2: Uh, my website is garethcoronavos.com, but check us out on YouTube as well. Uh, just search for Gap Consulting and you'll you'll find us there for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, Brian, And we'll have all those links in the show notes. And also Gareth's kindly given uh, a a discount for if you want to join uh, Airtable. So if you just go to paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash Airtable, there will be a, a coupon or there'll be an opportunity to get a, a discount off Airtable. And I, I must say, I... I've tried to live without Airtable. I tried to consolidate tools, and we used uh, ClickUp to basically replace Airtable, and i got to say it uh, it didn't work, and now we're back uh, oh. back using uh, Airtable uh, as well as uh, ClickUp. But, it's, yeah, it's a fantastic tool if you haven't used it. So you can use it for your business. If you're running your business, you can use it, but also uh, for your clients as well. And, um, you know, like as Gareth goes more into enterprise, if you've got clients that have got this gap, reach out to Gareth. To, to do that, so uh, wonderful having you on the show today, Gareth, and um, I'm sure we'll uh, you know have you back on at another time to uh, to see this journey, especially as you go now more more and more into enterprise. And next time, I'd like to talk about the team, right? Because as you grow this thing now, it's you've got to build that team, and I'd love to come back for you to, uh, to talk about that. Oh, love to
2: love to do that, Paul. Thanks. This has been
1: awesome. That was a great interview with Gareth. I really loved how he you know, laid out that YouTube format so you can make a start on that and how that links into the list. Uh if you, you know, got value of it, please share that value and maybe a photo of this uh podcast with Gareth uh on LinkedIn and just uh, mention him at Gareth Pronovost. Uh you can also get that offer that we spoke about at the end, which is the discount in air table. So it's Paul Higginsmentoring.com forward slash air and we'll have that in the the uh, links below. All the links will be here. As I said, you can get um, both the show notes at and You can also ask for a full transcript uh, to get all the details of that um, YouTube layout if you haven't had a chance to write it down. And uh, why not share it with uh, whether it's 110 of your friends that could get value from this. And they'll think you're a rock star and uh, you'll feel pretty good as well. And also check out some of our solo shows. And finally, don't forget that free Slack community for Cloud Consultants, uh, cloudconsultantscollective.com. Next week's guest is Kylie Harker. She's a good friend from Australia, and uh, she'll be talking about Zoho and how she's been building her Zoho agency, which uh, she's been at it a long time, and she's been doing a brilliant job. The last thing, as always, please take action to accelerate your sales.
0: I'm fired up after today's episode. What about you? But hey, before you go, learning is just one piece of the puzzle. Now it's time to put today's strategy into action. Head over now to today's show page at paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash podcast and share how you'll put it into action. Be sure to head over to your favorite podcast platform and subscribe, rate, and review the show. Tell me what your favorite episode is and don't wait one minute more to gain access to your pulse check at paulhigginsmentoring.com. This could be the difference between struggling to get more leads and making this next quarter your best one yet.